This is episode 192 of the Twim Show. This is, your, and I'm your host Sajid. Today, I'm going over the digital marketing updates from the week of December 18 through 2020, 22, 2023. Okay, first up, uh, we have update on our site structure strategy. So, understanding uh, the basics of SEO as well as site structure can play a role in getting your site indexed as well as um, you know, visible on Google searches. So this update comes from Gary Ellis of Google uh, or from Google uh, where he had basically shed some light on the importance of hierarchical, hierarchical uh, site structure for SEO. So just so that you know, there are two types of uh, site structures. One is hierarchical and the other one is a flat, a flat structure. Uh, a flat site structure links every page directly from the homepage, making each page just like one click away. This approach was popular when sites relied heavily on web directories and reciprocal linking. However, as Google reduced the influence of page rank as a ranking factor, the flat structure became less relevant. In contrast, a hierarchical stru site structure organizes content from general to specific. The homepage covers the most general topic with links to categories, subcategories, and individual pages that delve into more specific topics. The structure not only makes it easier for users to navigate your site, but also helps search engines to understand and categorize your content effectively. And the other benefits of uh, hierarchical site structure is improved user experience, better SEO, flexibility in terms of allowing you to create distinct uh, sections on your site, like new sections which can be crawled and indexed differently by site in search engines. So now the choice between a hierarchical and a flat structure depends on your site size and complexity for larger sites with diverse content. It, a hierarchical structure is more beneficial. It allows for better organization and easier management of different content sections. Now, here's an example he says, like uh, Gary gave it. Like for example, a hierarchical site will allow you to do funky stuff on just one section and uh, will also allow search engines to potentially treat other different sections differently. Especially when it comes to crawling, for example, having a new section for newsy content and archives for old content would allow search engines to crawl news faster than the other directory. If you'd put everything in one directory, that's not really possible. And he does make a good point, right? If you dump all your content under blogs, then that would not uh, work well. So what he's trying to say is that you can have blogs and under blogs, you can have different categories of blogs or you know, some first a category and then a blog, depending on how you do a site structure. Now, if you were to ask me, I would say my recommendation would be that you know uh, whether your site is small, big or medium, it's always a good idea to have a site structure, unless you have only four page website. In that case, don't, but if you have blogs, obviously all the blogs are under one section, uh, and then you go from there, and then probably an archive or something like that that allows you to Google kind of figure out, okay, how things are going. So hope that helps. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, so there was a massive spam uh, attack on December 2021 uh, and that basically highlights the, obviously the vulnerability of search engines to spam tactics as well as potential impacts on business relying on online visibility. That's number one. Number two is this is actually a good uh, example of why Google keeps on you know, uh, tweaking the algorithm because bad guys over there are trying to game the system. Anyway, so this attack involved numerous domain ranking for hundreds of thousands of keywords indicating a large-scale operation. The spam was first noticed when, uh, when almost all top 
search results for specific queries like Craigslist, used auto parts return, turned out to be spam except for the few legitimate listings. So basically Craigslist used auto parts. Now you could ask Sajid, why are you bringing this news into the Twim show? Well, because there's a lot of things for you to learn from this spam attack. Stay with me. The spam attack exploited basically three main opportunities within Google's ranking system. Number one is local search algorithm. This algorithm is more permissive, allowing local businesses to rank without many links. Spammers use this to their advantage, targeting local search queries. Uh, long tail keywords, these are low volume specific phrases due to their low competition. It is easier for spammers to rank in this area. Number three is new domain advantage. Google gives new sites a short period of benefit of the doubt to rank in search results. Many spam domains were newly registered exploiting this window. So this effectiveness of this technique lies in different algorithms Google uses for local and non-local searches. Local search algorithms are more lenient, allowing these spam sites to rank with minimal effort. Uh, so this key learnings is for you, the listener and the business owner, obviously assuming you, I'm assuming you are in the, you know, you're not a dodgy, shady person or a spammer. Exploit, uh, basically uh, for you have a potential for focusing on niche specific keywords where competition is lower, increasing the chances of ranking higher. Uh, the spammers took advantage of the local search algorithms, leniency, and the initial ranking boost given to new domains. Uh, so you need to kind of keep in mind, uh, hey, even if I'm a small business, I have a chance to basically rank. And the third point here is the power of long tail keywords. The attack successfully utilized long, long tail keywords, which are specific and often less targeted by major competitors for businesses incorporating, incorporating long tail keywords into the SEO strategy can capture niche markets and attract highly targeted traffic. Um, so I hope this was helpful uh, and you adopt or more tweak your SEO strategy accordingly. Next up is, uh, is your, can your company blog be sh highlighted or shown on Google News? This was a question asked to John Mueller and John Mueller says, hey, well, I don't work, I work in search. I do not work in Google News. However, it is po probably possible. And now we, when we dig, dug deeper, we saw, yes, if it is possible for a company blog to be shown in Google News, however, you have to have a few things. Number one is, and uh, what Google News, you have to, uh, Google News, uh, for your, let me, for your content to be shown or for your blog content to be shown on Google News, you need to have a clear dates and bylines, author publication and publication, publisher information and contact information. If you have these four information, so three pieces of information, depending on how you look at it, uh, then you qualify. Now, obviously, Google can automatically go and crawl through the website and say, oh, well, this is an article that we might show because it, it fits all the criteria. You could wait for that or you could do is you can go to Google Publisher Center. Yeah, if you are listening to this show, then you have to go check the show notes. Uh, there is a link. Uh, you click on Google Publisher Center link and go there and basically submit your uh, URL. Once you do that, you have a higher chance of get, uh, being shown in Google News. And trust me, you want to be on Google News. Now, you could say, Sajid, you are making it up. No, I'm not. Uh, when I was doing some queries and things, I saw a company called Garden Soft. I have not heard of them before. Their blog was on Google News. So is Adobe's blog, right? So it is possible, 
right? But I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Uh, it's going to happen for sure, but it has, you have now higher chances. So aren't you glad you're listening to this show? Because now you have a, you know, not just create content and blogs, but you can now submit it. And Google is going to kind of use their things and show it to the people that wants to, uh, I guess, how would I say, wants to read the kind of news uh, or blogs that your company publishes. So I hope you find this in informative and helpful and then go ahead and take the right actions next up there is no such thing as perfect seo that's what john miller says and hey if we go back to the second update of the this week you know why right uh, so Mueller again said you know there's no perfect SEO SEO is ever changing it's always influenced by continuous evolution of the internet search engines and user behavior the fluidity means that what works today in SEO might not be as effective tomorrow the technical elements like structured data quality consideration are always in flux making the idea of achieving achieving perfect SEO unattainable despite the at impossibility of perfect SEO Mueller emphasized the importance of engaging in SEO practice says the goal isn't to achieve perfection but to adopt and evolve with the changes SEO remains a crucial element in enhancing online visibility driving traffic and improving user engagement I could not have agreed more and that is the same message that I drive and I tell all our clients okay uh, so the key takeaway is that adaptability is key focus on quality and relevance continuous learning and improvement and don't be discouraged right what i mean by that and what miller means by that is that complexity of seo can be daunting but don't let the pursuit of perfection discourage you even small consistent efforts in seo can yield significant benefits over time one good example over here is going to be imagine brushing two minutes every day you don't see the you don't see the results. You think like, oh my god, I'm brushing. What if I stop now? You stop brushing for six months. Guess what's gonna happen, right? SEO is like that. You have to stay at, and everything in life is like that. You have to stay at it, and you have to make small invents, investments along the way, and then you will. You probably will think, oh my god, I'm making small investments. I'm not really seeing the change, but trust me, there are changes, right? Again, going back to the brushing example, two minutes a day makes a huge difference. Okay, hopefully you're brushing twice a day. By the way. <laughs> Okay, uh, so now the other question was asked by uh, asked to Gary Ilias was like, hey, can I have double forward slash in a URL? Will that affect SEO? The short answer is no, uh, but from a usability perspective, it is better not to have double slashes. So sometimes double slashes show up because of CMS systems or .ht access file. If you're not sure what .ht access file is, then you don't have to really worry about it. It's just a file that kind of says what files, uh, the rules, what files can uh, be shown, not shown, directories can be crawled, things like that. Coming back, uh, so while it is okay, but it may not be from a usability standpoint, it's not good. Uh, what you want to probably do is take a look at your web server logs from time to time and kind of make sure that there are no double, your, uh, double slashes. If so, uh, you just want to uh, fix that and take care of it as much as possible. Okay, That's the main takeaway, take nothing more to talk about. Now, doing going moving into Google Ads, uh, realm uh, now google you if you're doing business as dbs doing business as uh, then google has will now accept that up, uh, for uh, for advertiser verification program so what that basically means like for example our company market and grow is actually not registered at market and grow it's actually another llc and then it says that xyz llc dba as market and grow right so that's how our company is set up and now we can actually get our advertiser verification because uh, google allows that that's the main thing 
thing you need to know. So if you have a trade name or you are doing a DBA, Google, you can do advertiser verification. And now in YouTube ads, and this is the last update of this week, now YouTube ads, uh, Google has simplified the reservation campaigns process in YouTube ads. So basically what this meant, let me first say what reservation campaigns are. Reservation campaigns are a form of advertising where ad placements are purchased in advance at a fixed rate, typically on a cost per thousand impressions basis. Unlike auction ads where the placements are bid in real time, reservation campaigns guarantee ad placements, making them ideal for high impact advertising and ensuring visibility for crucial campaigns. Amazing, I love it, right? Now you have more uh, you know, control. If you say, I'm gonna spend $100 and this is, these are the slots I want, that's it. Uh, you don't have to really worry about bid fluctu uh, fluctuations and competing and things like that. Now, obviously, on the other side, you know, how it will really work out will remain to be seen until the data comes in. But for now, it sounds really good. Okay, uh, so it's self-service, uh, enhanced targeting options. Uh, targeting, this allows, you know, you can do YouTube select topics, interest-based targeting, along demographics targeting, allowing advertisers to reach the desired audience more precisely. I will tell you one thing, uh, just remember, this is actually perfect timing because we, one of our businesses that we have invested in is getting ready for a YouTube ad campaign. So we are gonna try this out and see how that goes. Okay, uh, so that's all. Uh, that's all for this week, folks. Hope you have a good holiday. And this is your host, Sajid, signing off. Until next week, take care, bye-bye.